Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. Today is Sunday, the 28th of August in the year 2022, and it is a rainy dusk in Costa Rica, where I am broadcasting from. And I am Deb McBride, and I welcome you to the week ahead. So right now we are in the midst of a Venus-Saturn opposition that happened at 2.27 p.m. today, Eastern Time. And this is interesting. I spoke about it a bit last week. And we are looking at um, the difference between it's squaring Uranus yesterday in the wee hours of the morning, like 12.30 a.m., and then today, this afternoon, Venus... Uh, opposing Saturn. So Venus is in Leo and Venus in Leo is, you know, lovely and creative and generous and spirited and fun. And opposite Saturn, she gets a bit, you know, taken down a notch. She isn't having as much fun. She isn't as spirited. She isn't as optimistic. She may be struggling with her creativity. Um, or she has some sort of uh, reality check in her relationships and she's thinking about what is possible and what is not possible. Now, w- we're going to talk about some interesting dynamics here. First of all, Venus squared Uranus yesterday, okay? So that's one day she's squaring Uranus, the next day she's opposing Saturn. That means that she is in between the two planets and the position of being in Leo and then squaring something in Taurus, which as we know, Uranus is at 18 Taurus and that's where it's going to be till October. And then Saturn at like 20 degrees of um, Aquarius. So this is all fixed sign energy. Now, um, what happens when we move to Uranus from Uranus to Saturn is, you know, the freedom, the liberation, the excitement, the chaos, and it all kind of comes down a notch to Saturn, which, as I just explained, may be a little bit of a mood killer or a little bit of a wet blanket. Those things are normal for Saturn. Um, Our job is to not allow ourselves to swing like the pendulum from Uranus to Saturn. And it is really important to get our bearings um, straight as far as, you know, what is, like, like we may have been, woo, like flying yesterday, and then today we're like, meh, I don't want to get out of bed, <laughs> or, no, those are extremes, you know, um, but there is an in-between place that Venus is in, and I find it very interesting because this, now, this is the second part of this. You know, Venus is in this in-between place between liberation and freedom to restriction and rules and, and that kind of thing. And she's got to kind of develop um, sort of a flexibility with those things and blend them so that she does not get stuck either way. You know, like, wait, I was having fun yesterday. Man, look at that. Now, Saturn's just ruined everything. Or... I was way out of control yesterday, and now I'm, like, coming back to Earth, you know. Um, It's like drinking too much and then having the hangover the next day. (laughs) Um, But what is more important here is the fact that a planet came along, squared Venus, uh, squared Uranus. Okay, so here's Venus. She comes along, she squares Uranus, and then she opposes Saturn, like, you know, the next day, and a little more than 24 hours later, right? What is that about? That means that Uranus and Saturn are very close together, okay? When 
we have something go one day and then the next day or a few hours and then a few hours later, this means that Uranus and Saturn are close together. Now, remember last year, they squared each other three times. And that was complicated. It was February, it was June, it was December. It was a lot of navigating between exuberance and liberation and revolutionary to what is um, expected of us and we're obeying the rules and so it goes from not obeying the rules to definitely obeying the rules and finding the in-between space that Venus is in right now that helps us navigate this and that's what is going to be happening for the next month or so or month and a half because Uranus and Saturn while they are not going to make an exact relationship of a square like they did three times last year, it's going to be very close. And it's still intense, and it's still powerful, and it still gives us things that we have to think about um, in our lives where there's revolution and an uprising and a little bit of rebellion to where I'm going to obey the rules, you know, and follow, follow the, the restrictions or, or not, okay? And so this is where we are. Venus is feeling a little bit of both. And the idea is to say, okay, I can stretch, my, stretch myself here, stretch my liberation, stretch my um, experience of my life and, like, really push the envelope. And then I know where I have to like kind of step back a bit and not be such a loudmouth or not be such a revolutionary and just sort of, because you can't go from one and then to the other immediately and expect it, it's all going to work out um, smoothly. It's not, <laughs> you know, being like with your fist in the air as a revolutionary and then the next day, no, I can't do that. I have to stay home and work. <laughs> um, it's somehow, it's not within our personalities to make switches like that, you know, and why would we? It's, you, and you don't have to be deciding to be one or the other, but you can find the harmony somewhere, and that's what squares ask us to do. They ask us to balance between the two planets. Squares are hard aspects. They are things that make us, force us to reckon with both components of the square and these are very opposite planets now uranus is the, the slower planet so from my teaching what i learned the slower moving planet always wins and so that doesn't mean saturn's going to lose and we just throw out all our rules restrictions and structure it just means that we have to use the structure to help us get freedom and that is a big deal with saturn saturn always you know it's making you focus and be committed now and be obeying the rules and and really like taking the commitment seriously but it's only it's to do that to help you get your freedom you know it's sometimes it's what price freedom you know what I mean and then there are times when it's really about getting that you know doing your work getting it done instead of resisting it getting the work done, and then you have, like, you, know, you go, come home from school, you do your homework like a good kid, you get it all done, and you can watch TV later, right? That's what most of us grew up with. And so is the duality of Saturn and Uranus. We have to commit to something, and then we get our freedom. We navigate between revolution and rebellion, and what's 
okay with us as far as commitment, restriction, and boundaries, structure. Uranus doesn't seem to have boundaries. It often busts boundaries, whereas, you know, Neptune doesn't really have boundaries either, but they may be there. We just don't see them. Uranus comes in and says, I'm not doing this. Sorry, I'm driving through the cones in the, in the street. <laughs> the orange cones? No, you're not, you're not keeping me back. I'm driving through them. So, you know, there's things like this that, that we have to consider in these next weeks. But Venus is showing us right now what that looks like. So where did you feel that you were maybe a little more freedom-oriented and then stopped? Or maybe you had lots of options and you chose one. That could be a very mild navigation of this. Lots of options, lots of possibilities, and then you stopped and you said, okay, I'm going to focus on this one at a time. Saturn likes one at a time. Uranus is like everything all at once, all the time. But Saturn says, no, just like focus on one thing right now. And so that may be where you are. Now, there was a new moon in Virgo yesterday. And that new moon was at four degrees Virgo. And Virgo, as I said in Instagram, if you saw my Instagram, is, is about cleanliness and health and uh, taking a better care of our health, taking better care of our home. Um, Virgo loves that feeling of, you know, squeaky clean in the house and organized and everything. And Virgo really doesn't like to um, come in and find a mess. So if we, we feel like we needed to do some cleaning up, that was part of it. But the other thing is, um, you know, Virgo's ruled by Mercury, and Mercury is the mind and the intellect. And we also, I mean, I did a big space cleanse with intention yesterday, and we also like to take the intention, which is Mercury, the mind, set your intention, and gain some clarity on it. That's the whole point of the cleanse. Cleanses bring clarity. We're clearing, we're cleansing, it's clarity. And I got a lot of clarity after doing that. I was really surprised at how much clarity I got, but it was helping me, you know, just setting the intention to be clear is really, really helpful. So if you haven't done your space cleanse, um, or maybe you're doing a body cleanse. That's Virgo rules health, you know? So maybe you're, you're doing like a fast or a cleanse or a smoothie cleanse or something like that. Juice fast. Um, some people do fasting under the new moon of Virgo, and that's actually a very good set intention to set. And so you still have time. Um, it was just yesterday, but you can do it today. You could do it tomorrow. You, you know, you have like three days or so afterwards. And I always tell people to think about what intention they want to set. And then, you know, you walk through your house with your sage, your, your cedar, your um, Palo Santo, and you, you cleanse the space thinking of what, you, what your intention is and holding it with you in your heart. So, um, so that sets off a whole new thing. Now, the other component of the new moon, and I think I mentioned this last week, is that Mars was going to be part of it. And Mars, as we know, is in Gemini, and it was squaring the new moon. So both moon and sun squared Mars yesterday within hours of each other, and moon and sun met, you know, at 4 17 a.m. Eastern time yesterday, but before that, in the hours before that, you know, sun squared Mars, moon squared Mars, and, you know, there was some agitation maybe when you were sleeping, if you're in that region of the world, and um, what was going on was that you are, you know, you, you and each of us had to deal with this Mars factor, which is Mars is in a place where it's going to be spending a lot of time, and so, Right now, with things in Virgo, Mars gets the hit, 
and we start to look at um, where Mars may be getting us all riled up, where Mars may be putting more pressure on us. Did you feel pressure? So, you know, Mars isn't like Saturn pressure. You know, Mars is a different kind of pressure. Mars wants to go ahead and go. Start the car. Let's roll. You know, let's get going. What are you waiting for? Why are you so indecisive? Let's just do it. You know, that's Mars. And so Mars is, has been putting pressure on, well, it's still working with the sun. It's not so much the moon now, but it was a square to the new moon. Now that's interesting because, you know, maybe you were feeling, any of you out there listening, maybe you were feeling like you had to accomplish something during this new moon or that it's a new moon and I better take advantage of this energy. And I think Mars is really about direction too. Mars really helps direct us and it is about direction. You know, what direction are we going in? And it helps us pick up and get moving. And so maybe there was a little bit of that. Maybe that's why, you know, new moons come and go all the time. Every month we have a new moon. I don't do a space cleanse every month. I encourage people to do it, but you know, do I have time? You know, was I inspired yesterday? I was determined to do that space cleanse. So there you are. That's, that's good old Mars acting in and saying, you know what, this is a good idea. Let's, let's get some clarity here. And, and so there it is. So yes, Mars is in Gemini. We talked a whole lot about that last week. Um, and you know, this is, we have to get comfortable with the duality of Gemini and the knowing the, the, the regions of Gemini, you know, what, what is the duality? What's going on? We have to where is it like both things and where can both things coexist and we're okay with it and not at war with ourselves where do we we don't need to pick one thing over another there's always this these twos these things come in twos and mars is like well you know you don't have to pick one you can just be in the duality and sometimes it's uncomfortable and that's what this is about. Mars is not a comfortable planet. If you've got Mars going on, you're often irritated or it's pushing you to do something. You're a little agitated. Mars isn't Venus. It's not going to float in and be all pleasant and, and kind and gracious. Mars is going to be pushing forward in, in many ways. So that's what we have to consider with Mars and Gemini in, in the nature of duality. Um, lots of other things are going on this week. And one of those things is that as we get through this week, um, you know, Mercury is in Libra now and Mercury is getting ready. You know, Mercury's going to turn retrograde, not till the 9th of September, but it's definitely in its shadow and Mercury's in Libra. So that's like making up our mind and being balanced in our thoughts. And, you know, Mercury is going to oppose Jupiter. Remember Jupiter is still in Aries and still hanging out in Aries and going to be there for a little while before it goes to the end of Pisces and turns around again. Um, and Mercury on Friday will oppose Jupiter exactly 9.49 p.m. Eastern time. And so this is something that we need to consider. Um, it's interesting. This is an interesting dynamic. Mercury opposite Jupiter just on their own is, you know, it's thoughts and expansion. So an expansion of thoughts and bigger ideas. Um, where can you not think small? Where can you think big? Where can you put more openness in your ideas? Where can you be open to new ideas? And But Mercury is in Libra, the sign of balance, the sign of, of two people, of marriage, of partnerships. 
Jupiter is in the solitary sign of Aries, where Aries and their soul opinion is what they care about. And what in Aries, you know, they want to be first. They want to be in, initiate. They want to be the person that comes in and starts the ball rolling, sets the fire going. And so this is going to be an interesting dynamic. Now, one of the things we need to be careful of when we have this aspect is we don't get these pie-in-the-sky ideas that will never, never come to fruition. We have to expand our ideas within reason. And Libra is a pretty reasonable sign for Mercury to be in. And the other thing is that Aries is very excitable and wants to like, yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah, man, let's like get up, go, start the car, let's roll. Yeah, um, that's fine, except... One of the things that's so important about this is um, that we can't we can't overestimate things. We can't overcount things. We can't say, you know what? I can't. I can do anything I want, and I'm gonna just blow through this because Jupiter and Aries. They, yeah, no, they kind of think that way. You know, Jupiter and Aries. I'm just gonna do whatever the hell I want, um, especially with Mercury there. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, nobody's gonna care. I'm just doing what I want. <laughs> um, you know, we had, I think I told this story two years ago, but my, my friend Giselle, who is also my landlady here, she's an Aries. And, um, you know, during COVID, you know, there was one night we were out looking for a cat and <laughs> and she, one of the cats disappeared. And I said to her, you, we've got restrictions. You can't drive. How are we going to go to where they're telling us that they have the cat? Because somebody called and said, we think we have your cat. And she's like, I don't care. I said, we can, first of all, you can't drive today. License plate. And you can't, you can't drive on, we're done, like we're done driving for the day. I don't care. I don't care. Psh, here we are, the only ones on the road. <laughs> and it was, nothing happened. Nobody got mad at us. We didn't get stopped. Nothing went on. We didn't find the cat either. That was another whole drama. That's another story. But, but um, this, is, this is the way an Aries is. You know, when they want to go do something, they don't say, you know what, maybe I better not. Maybe I better, no, I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> so this is, this is something that we need to be aware of with Jupiter and Aries. There's a little more devil may care going on there. And with Mercury opposite, you could have a brilliant idea because Venus and Pluto are talking that day too. And, and, you know, moon is very busy that day in Scorpio and with Neptune and stuff, you know, things could be, things could be really brilliant and you can come with a brilliant idea, but, you know, do be reasonable about it. You know, usually Mercury and Libra can't make up the mind, you know, it's, should I pick up this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Should I, oh, I don't know. The decision making is not my strong point, but with Jupiter and Aries in opposition, you could make a very strong, strong decision at that time. So if you have decisions to make, that's good energy. That's a good way to use that energy. And it may uh, precipitate, you know, results as, as a, as a, you know, as after you make up your mind. So, it helps to make up our mind that day. So that's very good. The other thing that's happening this week is Venus is going to go into Virgo. And that will be late Sunday in my region of the world, Sunday the 4th of September, and then early Labor Day, the 5th of September in New York. Um, but Venus goes into Virgo. Now, 
Venus is in lovely Leo, as you know, because she's been messing with Saturn and Uranus. And we've got about another week of that, and then she goes into Virgo late Sunday night. And the thing that's interesting is Venus. Venus is very wild and free and flashy and excited and sexy in Leo. In Leo. And she doesn't do that in Virgo. <laughs> she's not like that. You know, she's practical. She thinks about her, you know, what she's got to do, what she's got on her list of things to do. She's organized. She might organize your closet with your clothes. It's Venus and Virgo. Um, but, you know, Venus does not like being in Virgo because she's exalted in Pisces, the opposite sign. So it's not her favorite sign. And, you know, neither is Scorpio. You know, that's not her favorite sign. Neither is Aries. That's not her favorite sign. Well, well Virgo is one of those places, too. And she's going to be there for a few weeks. So it's okay before she does go into her favorite sign of Libra, which is not this week. <laughs> so we've got to get through the last week of Venus and Leo. So if you have creative projects you want to be doing, this is a great week to do that. If you have, um, you know, you want to go out and buy some new clothes and stuff, um, this might be a really good week to do that because, you know, think about fashion. That's a very Venusian thing. That's Venus. And if you feel like you want some new wardrobe for the, you know, if you're living in the North and you're getting ready to go back to work after vacations or back to school or something, and that is something that you really need to look at, you want to start like shopping for the new season, then this is a good week to do that. I would do it now. Um, Venus and Virgo is going to get a little more conservative, may not find the right things, may buy something that she's not in love with. You know, Venus and Leo will probably do you better if you're going to do that. So just, it's a fashion tip. Um, <laughs> um, but Venus going into Virgo is an interesting thing. You know, she's better at organizing finances, organizing her health, organizing her vitamins, going to the doctor, um, doing her spreadsheets, all that kind of stuff. But that's not till Sunday the 4th. Now, if you want to have more fun, do it this week. Because, <laughs> you know, it's my my experience of Virgo, it's the back-to-school vibe. And I said this on Instagram yesterday. When you get into the Virgo new moon, and sometimes that Virgo new moon doesn't happen until the end of Virgo, and sometimes the back-to-school vibe doesn't happen until then. Once we get into all that Virgo, we, we get the back-to-school vibe. You know, I don't have kids, and I don't deal with that. And here in Costa Rica, it's not a summer vacation. They have some vacation in the summer, but they go January to December. They don't have, like, you know, a big summer off, and then they go back to school, and the school year starts in September. And it, No, they don't do that. They're, they're just going to school right now, and they're going to school until um, the end of the year, and then they have off again. But that back-to-school vibe we're all familiar with from being a kid, and it is upon us at this moment. So people are starting to think about what their, you know, season schedule is. You know, we're going into the holidays soon. I know that's a dirty word, right? It's, it's still August. But think about it, Halloween. Once Halloween comes, and Halloween's at the end of October, that's it, folks. We are on the path to the holidays. And, you know, it's we were even talking about it earlier today. We were talking about, oh, yeah, Halloween is coming. Halloween is coming. It's not for two months. It really isn't for two months. But, you know, once I know people pay attention to Labor Day, which is next weekend, but Venus and Virgo is going to really slam that Labor Day feeling home. So so that's that's one of the things that Virgo brings us because that's when we go to school. Probably 
you get that feeling even if you're not going to school anymore. It's, it's really that summer vacation vibe starts to wane now. So that's where we are. The other thing that's happening this week is Mars in Gemini will sextile Jupiter. That will be on Thursday, September 1st, and that's at 7.52 a.m. on Thursday, Eastern Time. Mars and Jupiter are lots of energy, and this comes, you know, right before Mercury opposes Jupiter. And Mars, Mars is not in a hard aspect of Jupiter, so this is very nice, but I can say for sure this is something where again, we can use a lot of over-exuberance here and have a lot of energy spinning around us. So this is happening the day before Mercury and Jupiter oppose. So this is another bunch of energy coming our way, and we need to just sort of temper it. So that end of the week, Thursday the 1st, Friday the 2nd, we have to be aware of how we're using our energy and how we may be overly exuberant or overly excited or overly anxious to get our idea up and out in the world and just be focused. Remember, we're still in Virgo. You know, Virgo helps with focus. You know, it's clarity of mind. We want to stay clear on what we're doing, okay? So that's that's the next thing, okay? So Mars and Jupiter, big energy. The day before, Mercury and Jupiter, more big energy. Jupiter usually doesn't get this many aspects so exactly talking to it, you know, in a couple of days. So we, we have to pay attention to that, that Jupiterian energy can be a little over the top. And then also we have um, the moons this week. And right now, as we speak, the moon is in uh, Virgo still. And at 11 o'clock tonight, it's going to go void. And it will then go into Libra at 5.45 a.m. Eastern Time. So it's going into Libra. Then it's going to be in Libra for a couple days. Moon will be in Libra. And then it will go void 6.43 a.m. on Wednesday, the 31st of August. And that is uh, 6.43 a.m. is pretty early until 1.11 p.m. when it enters Scorpio, out of Libra into Scorpio. So there's that void period from when you get up in the morning, Eastern time, uh, till early afternoon after lunch. So um, not the time to initiate something new, buy something new, do something new, but it is something that you want to just take care of your business and your details. Um, and then we have... Thursday where the moon is in Scorpio all day in Scorpio and then goes void 1:22 p.m. on Friday. So Friday afternoon is a void moon and then enters Sag 6:39 p.m. Now that to me <laughs> I think that's funny. Why do I think that's funny? 1:22 p.m. on Friday the 2nd if you're living in North America, it is Labor Day weekend. And there you go. It's going to, moon's going to square Venus and Leo, Scorpio moon, square Venus and Leo. Go void. No one's going to feel like working in the afternoon on Friday. Okay. So if you've got a job and you have to stay there till Friday afternoon, and then you're off for the long weekend, I'm telling you, nothing's going to happen after 1.20 in the afternoon. That's it. You're done. <laughs> go home early. Take the day off. Um, Nothing's going to happen because the moon does not go into Sag until 6.39 p.m. Eastern time. And maybe you're in the Pacific time zone and this all is happening three hours earlier. But I can tell you this, you're still not going to want to work during that void moon void. 
at Whole Void Moon Time. This is the Friday before a long weekend up north. And if you're, you know, not in the United States, like I'm not in the United States, so then Monday is not a holiday. Monday the 5th is not a holiday for us. Um, however, when the moon goes into Sagittarius, all people are going to want to do is start partying. And, you know, even though it's sort of the end of summer, it's that end of summer weekend, as opposed to Memorial Day being the beginning of summer, it is really about, um, you know, this is a party, party weekend. Um, normally people are a little more relaxed and chill, but moon goes into Sag, there's a party's waiting to happen. And then with Mercury and Jupiter and, you know, Mars involved with Jupiter and then the moon going into Sag all day Sag, Saturday, it'll be in Sag, it'll be in Sag on Sunday the 4th, it'll go void at 9.51 p.m. Eastern time and then go into uh, our friend Capricorn, 10.03 p.m. So that's like not even 15 minutes, it's about 15 minutes maybe, 15 minutes of, of uh, void. <laughs> So that means the party continues. Actually, once we go into Capricorn, no one's going to want to party anymore. They're going to be like, oh, God. And then Venus goes into Virgo. Oh, by Monday, it's funny. Friday, it's going to be, woohoo, let's party. And Monday is going to be like, you know, I know it's a day off, but i got to get ready um, for, the next, for the next day. And that's about this week, okay? Thankfully, there's not major, major heavy-duty stuff. We've had Uranus go retrograde this past few days. Things were a little topsy-turvy. A lot of people, appointments were moving around. Things were shifting and changing. Then there was the new moon. There was a lot of energy last week, even though it wasn't, it wasn't bad energy or anything. But this week, I feel like we're a little mellower, and it's just sort of smoothly going forward. Now, that we do have Uranus and Saturn getting close, so there's that duality of, um, you know, like I said, freedom and liberation versus commitment and focus and obeying the rules. So remember that theme as we go through September and October. And then or we'll talk more about it, of course. And then there is, you know, Mars is in Gemini. Now, I, ha I can't end my podcast without talking about that a little bit. Once we get to Thursday, Mars is going to be at eight degrees of Gemini. And that means... We are in the shadow. That's right. We are in the shadow. So it's, you know, today is the 28th of August, like I said, when I tuned in. And we are going to, okay, the first, okay, it's really like the second, the third. All right, more like second and third. We are going into the shadow of Mars. Meaning, what is a shadow? What is a shadow? A shadow is that we know Mars is in Gemini. It will retrograde later in Gemini, like 23, 24 degrees on October 30th. But we are going to 8 degrees in January retrograde. And then it will turn around at 8 degrees and go forward direct in January. What this means is this whole section that it's about to enter, not today, but more like Friday, Saturday of next week, it's going to go into eight degrees. This is where we start seeing the retrograde pattern emerge, meaning that anything from eight degrees on is going to experience the retrograde. 
8 degrees Gemini. So that as soon as we start rolling it to 9 degrees, 10 degrees, 11 degrees Gemini, those are places that Mars is going to come back to three times. And if you have something at 8 degrees of mutable, that would be Sagittarius, Gemini, Pisces, and Virgo, you are going to be very aware of this. You're going to feel it. So pay attention, pay attention to the shadow of Mars that's coming next weekend and see what emerges for you. Do you have information? And we'll talk about this next week on the podcast. Do you have information? Do Is there something that came forward? Information, Gemini, you know, did something come forward? Did knowledge come forward? Did a person come forward? Did an idea come forward? Did something happen where you felt like you knew something and you are being informed about something or some event happened in your life, etc. And the reason I ask about this is because it's very important to pay attention to this because it's coming back again. And if there's something that happens around the 2nd, 3rd of September and there's an event, you can be sure you're going to have more about that event happening in January. Okay? Very important to pay attention to this. And the shadow is this. It's this section of the zodiac that it's going to go passing over several times. So up till now, you know, Mars has been four degrees Gemini. Mars isn't coming back to four degrees Gemini during this time. Five degrees Gemini. No, it's not. It, once it gets into eight, then ding, ding, ding. Now we're looking at retrograde section, okay? This is pretty soon. I mean, you say to me, Deb, Mars just went into Gemini. Yeah, it did, but it's a really early Gemini experience. You know, it's, it, even though it's not going to retrograde until the 30th of October, we still have this time, and this is soon. This is all of September and all of October, that we are experiencing this shadow. And so the events that happen during this time are events to note and pay attention to. Things in that Gemini house, if you don't know your Gemini house, I suggest you get a copy of your chart or consult an astrologer such as myself or another astrologer, your favorite astrologer, whoever they are. And be very aware of where that is happening for you. Notice the shifts and changes. This is an important retrograde. We're going to have a lot of information about this, okay? So on that note, I bid you a beautiful week. I'm Deb McBride. This has been the Golden Astrologer Podcast. My website is thegoldenastrologer.com. And if you'd like to book a session, you just go to that website and you can book online. Click on book online and book yourself a Reiki session. And I have Reiki 50% discount until the 31st. The 31st is the last day on Thursday the 1st. No more Reiki 50% discount. So book a session. Book You can book a bunch of sessions and save them. You don't have to book a session and have to do it by Wednesday. You can collect them and keep them in your back pocket until you're ready for them. So please, please, by all means, and if you have any questions about my fifth dimension Lemurian Reiki, then please write to me. And you can write to me, deb at debmcbride.com or info at goldenastrologer.com. My Instagram is the Golden Astrologer, and you can see me there where I talk about videos and things, um, talk on videos and things, and talk about you know what's coming up astrologically. And I do astrocartography as well, and that's always part of an astrology session. But you can get an astrology report on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. <laughs> and when you go to book online, it gives you an option to get astrocartography reports. These are not readings, they are reports. I print them out for you, I send them in PDF. You get three cities, and you choose the cities if you are thinking of moving. 
these are very handy to have. And that is about it. Have a beautiful week. Gratitude for listening. And I will see you again on Sunday, the 4th of September. And enjoy Jupiter this week, all that big energy. And just keep your feet on the ground. Thank you for listening. Gratitude and love to all.